Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, uh, we uh, covered some ground reflecting on last night's football. Then it all got a bit weird. Pigeons in, in, in the, flurry hats. That's right. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're going to feature. And um, Christian Stevenson came in. He's a DJ and a cook, and he makes fantastic burgers. And he's now written about burgers in his new book, The Burger Book. <laughs> Um, it's and burgers. it's got lots of different exotic ways to cook the burger. <laughs> but isn't it a nice book? Oh, it's a very nice book. Really yeah. nice book. And he and, was, he was uh, on good form. One of our other studio guests you'll hear is uh, our producer, John Caddy. Oh, is he going to get on? Well, he will do, really. I thought, I thought we were going to cut that. He was really? pretty poor, actually. <laughs> I thought he was great. Okay, we'll leave him. We'll leave him. He might get some more money. So uh, here it all is then, uh, this afternoon's show. <laughs> Spat between uh, Samo Farah and Haile Gabrasalati. I know, yeah, yeah. It's all a bit unsavoury. Haile makes Mo sound like Julian Assange. <laughs> it's really bad. Well, we're, we're going to talk about it. He's alleging at the moment that uh, Samo went into uh, a gym at his hotel and physically assaulted a married couple. <laughs> He's like... never going to get the compares job on Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. But it, it just seems doesn't... unlikely, doesn't it? I mean, it? I know. I've met him, what, twice? Um, Samo, yeah, yeah, we've yeah. met. I mean, um, yes, no, he I've doesn't strike me as a man who goes into a gym and immediately set upon the mat. <laughs> it just seems odd, doesn't it? Really? It does seem anyway, we'll try and get to the bottom of that. Someone who's been uh, speaking to them, anyway. Anyway, I enjoyed last night's game. I thought it was a fascinating encounter, and I think United came out of it. You know, by the end, of course, they were well beaten. There's no mm. question about that. In the second half, the City played some lovely football. But that first half hour, they were well in the game, and they, they didn't just create a lot, though, Andy, did they? They didn't, but you know, you look back on that first half, and City still had the best chances, out and out best chances. Well, they're the better they? team, you know. But I thought United certainly, you could see they yeah. were up for it. They certainly made up for um, the performance against Everton. But they seemed to punch themselves out mm. by half time, mm. didn't they? When City kind of stepped it up, and they couldn't mm. quite live with them after one that. half. Pogba is he only in half the PFA team? He only yeah. plays for one half, as far as I can see. He's done that in a lot of games, and they did it again last night. He was really up for it at the start. By the end of the game, where's Paul Pogba? Yeah, he was yeah. one of those again, wasn't it? And uh, they, they, you know, City are wonderful. I mean, the, the football they played in the second half—that goal, the one where Aguero mm. hit the outside of the post—that would have been such a picture perfect goal. But I, I, I just think United <coughs> are well in this, so people are sort of writing them off. But the, the top four race is fascinating. I, I looked at it last night, and Spurs on, can reach seventy-nine. They can afford one defeat because the right. best Chelsea can get is seventy-six. The best Arsenal can get is seventy-five. The best United can get is. 70. 
73. So therefore, Spurs can afford to lose a game because they've mm. got better goal difference. So I do think you, know, you wouldn't want to, but you know you, you're a bit worried about Saturday. But I am. Everybody but, else yeah. has to to really have to win all three to guarantee it. Chelsea could probably if Leicester beat Arsenal then a draw would probably be enough on Sunday but I'm telling you if United start the way they started against City I think they'll beat Chelsea the thing is Arsenal play Leicester on Monday so from a Chelsea it's point Monday, of view I thought it was Saturday no it's, I think it's a Monday game isn't it, is it yeah, 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 yeah. Check I think it's a Monday oh, night right. game so, I thought we'd know beforehand no okay. so you won't know you won't know about that until uh, you come to play the game so uh, I think that could be an issue for yeah, you yeah but you've got to win you've, you've basically got to win all three games if you're yeah, Chelsea I'm, Arsenal United I just think obviously West Ham are going to be right up for it it's the new stadium there's not been a goal scored mm. this. they're going to want to put that right they're playing pretty well Antonio's look good they think we'll have a bit of a Decent little run. I mean, they, they but you've got Bournemouth, which you'll definitely Bournemouth mean, away, Everton, and then Everton, Everton at home. A little bit of a tricky game, but uh, you'd fancy Spurs, you know, when they need they needed three points. I think Spurs. On the last day. I think Spurs will make changes at the weekend. Pochettino will make changes to keep people fresh for Tuesday. Yeah. And I think, like I say, though, you you can afford to drop one game if it, even a draw, you know, wouldn't be the worst result. Oh, hang on, sorry, uh, Leicester v Arsenal was Monday. Says Jeff Peters has now been moved to Sunday at noon. Sunday at noon. I thought. Do so. apologise. Yeah, yeah it was, was originally Monday. So thank. Thank you, Jeff. For yeah, it's, that one it's up. because I think Arsenal have got. Uh, Is there Europa Arsenal League? before the, yeah, got the uh, Europa yeah. League? So. Well, I should have done what they did in Ireland. Give give everybody two weeks off. <laughs> they can't nice. afford to do that. No. There's some interesting things from last night's game. The, the fewest foul statistic mm. I thought was a fascinating. Oh, you know, because after what Solskjaer had said, but I thought about this, and this, of course, City have the fewest fouls. Mm. It's distorted by the length of time they have the ball. You know, they have the ball much more than the opposition. Yeah. So the number of fouls they commit actually are over a shorter period. So in the end, that, that statistic actually doesn't tell you anything about who's committed. It, it should be foul per, per minute without the ball. I know it's a very complicated... Yeah. But that's really the truth. That's a good statistic. Stat, foul per minute without the ball. <laughs> I tell you what I do like when you're watching live football. You know the thing when the the goals <clears throat> the goals update yeah. comes in and, you know, you you hear that on Sky and then it goes, score update. So it's a little bit of drama. So you're thinking, score update from Molly, and you think, oh, blimey, Arsenal have scored. Oh, no, they haven't. Yeah. It's Wolves. And then the next one comes up and you think, well, you think, I'm hoping for no more. Then another one comes up and thinks, score up there. Oh, it's Wolves again. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually quite good. It's quite and dramatic. Again. And again. That's what you shouted, wasn't it? Well, it's quite was. dramatic, really. Mm. But, uh, yeah, so all in all, a good night's football. And uh, Not if you're an Arsenal fan, no. clearly. Well, it's a good week for Chelsea. We picked up a point on United and Arsenal. Yeah. But it shows you if they'd beaten Burnley, it would have been, you know, quite a crucial, crucial. And it seems like none of the three teams, it does tell you a lot, actually. It tells you that the top two are in a league of their own. Spurs are in a league of their own. I think mm. they're, you know, nearer to the top two than they are the ones underneath them. And Chelsea, Arsenal and United have all got problems. They've got no right to be, though. I mean, Tottenham, really. They've not spent a bean. They've got a load of injuries. So how, how are they? I mean, it's just a, it's a mark of the manager well, that he's still getting a tune they, out. They've got the best manager. <laughs> By a long way, yeah, you know, by a long way. So you know that makes a difference, and he he's very good at shuffling the pack. And also, he's much further mm. in his project mm. than say Sari or Emery. You know, Emery might you know isn't doing a bad job. It's a big difference when you've been managing a team with success for three or four years than when you've been parachuted yeah, in to an extent. So but when you consider you're doing it with next to no money. Yeah. And having played most of your games no, away from home for, for eighteen months of that. Well, Wembley became their home. I wouldn't. I wouldn't exactly. Well, it wasn't say really, that. was but it? But they, what they've got is a very good squad. They've bought very well, and he's a brilliant manager. So that, that's the reason Spurs are up there. 
Okay, um, we will. Uh, we, we, well, it can't be thing. luck, is it? What no, I'm not saying it is luck. I'm not saying it is luck. I'm just saying I think no, it's him. It's completely the manager. Yeah, I think that's he's just pound for pound. He's the best in the Premier League. I mean, he's never going to win Manager of the Year, but if he gets him a, even mm. a Champions League semi final and top four with the with a hand tied behind his back, that I, he's haven't, I haven't ruled them out for the Champions League. I've, I've had this feeling about Spurs for the Champions League this year. Well, you're just there's double bluff because you don't want it to happen. Well, I don't want it to happen, but I mean, it's like it, it feels like Chelsea in 2012. So. Well, we'll see. Um, Sven, have you noticed now he's gone bald or he's shaved his head quite close and got rid of the old uh, the, the kind of mad professor Barnet that he used to have in his pomp? He looks like a Bond villain. <laughs> He didn't. He never looked. He never looked evil before, but he looks quite evil now. <laughs> Be so wrong for Scotland. Yeah, that I can't say. That, that seems a weird. <laughs> that sounds like something somebody made up on Twitter, and everybody's <laughs> run with it. It just doesn't feel right, well, is it? Really? You know, he's been a great manager, but you know, Scotland's so much better going the Scott Gemmell, yeah. you know, the Southgate route. It's a, obviously a good route for them to take. Yeah. And you know, Sven would, I think, be a disaster for Scotland. But there you go. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Yes, yeah, so you see, Madonna has said that she's become depressed living in Lisbon for her son's football career. Well, she'd become a soccer mum, she yeah, said, didn't she? she just it's kind a of bit pick odd, it. really. I mean, why Would she have she... to pick him up from training? He's playing for Benfica. <laughs> I, I mean... Well, why not him say, you know, in digs, you know, in Benfica? Well, like a landlady. So yeah, like, well, that's what they used it'd to. It'd help him grow up, wouldn't it, yeah, I suppose? Like, I'm supposed like to, George she, Best. She wanted to be there for him. I but so. How old is he? He's probably a bit young for He's only about 13. He can't go in digs at 13, Andy. He's too young. But he's too young to sort of move the whole family over. You know, he might not She's be... Given him might be that's quite good. a selfless thing to do, well, don't it you is, think? really. She's yeah. given him a chance no, to no. do something, that follow his dream? It's tremendous. <laughs> but she's, it's changed, though. She said afterwards that mm. um, she went to a couple of parties there and embraced the kind of uh, the culture, mm. and she's she's enjoying it now. She's kind of well, got into uh, into Portuguese culture and having a good time, so well, happy ending. That's very nice, well, isn't it? Talking of How's he getting on, young, uh, young David? Is he... Is um, I've had a scouting good? report. Well, I think we want to know, don't we? <laughs> yeah. See how he's getting Young on. Banda. Yeah, that's it. Um, and uh, talking of uh, Portuguese culture, you see the Cristiano pant ads. <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah, yeah. It, it puts me off. Does it? Well, I, you know... If well, I, you're not really the target audience, <laughs> I suppose if, I'm not, really. I mean, if I bought those, I wouldn't look like that. No, well, of course you wouldn't, but <laughs> clearly there are... There, I mean, you've probably... You'd imagine what they are. It's Cristiano Ronaldo looking incredibly ripped and oiled up in a new range of underpants that he's flogging. Yeah. And... They're tight. But what is the mindset of uh, someone uh, with a little bit of a derby and love handles who thinks, yeah, I'm going to get me a pair of those and I'll suddenly look like that? Yeah, perhaps you can tuck it in down the side. Yeah. I don't know. Really, they come really up quite work, high, is it, just, really? just below the... <laughs> Just below the nipple, they might they might cover a multitude yeah. of sins, but um, this clearly works. I mean, it wouldn't be advertising or marketing if people didn't think, yeah, that's me. Well, I'm getting a pair of those. It, that, that is how it works. Um, Bill Roach uh, is 87 today. Oh, congratulations! Well, he's Ken Barlow. Ken of Barlow, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been in Coronation Street now. They put it for 59 years. Yeah, good gig. Do you think he's been typecast? Well, <laughs> <laughs> if I was him, I'd try something else. Fifty-nine. Well, I said to the it wife would be morning, difficult, wouldn't it? Fifty-nine years. It's yeah. got to be a bit tedious. Could you it? could you buy him as anybody else? It would be after. What's the what's the cut off? What's the cut off for you being able to go and do something like heartbeat? About four years. Yeah. No, I think you can get long. You know, because you, you'd see soap stars twenty years in one. I'd like soap. to see him pop up in Neighbours and go on a Bosman. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can't. I can't see that happening at eighty-seven. Can you? That, and uh, Prince Andrew is the latest uh, member of the royal family to be seen driving without a seatbelt. 
Okay. And I can't quite work out. What is, is this a, the sort of thing like, I'm too posh to die? Why would you not want to wear <laughs> a That's a Channel 5 show in the making, <laughs> isn't it? Very, too posh to die. It's a very strange idea, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I can't be bothered. I'm too important to put on a seatbelt. Why would you not want to wear a seatbelt? That's what I want to know. Perhaps no, it's, all, it's a, a very, very strange, good, a very thing, good really. question. And yeah, talking yeah. of things people wear, did you see Kim Jong-un? Yep. Doffing his trilby. It did remind me of the late John Rickman <laughs> for fans of IT. Nice contemporary reference. I yeah. thought so, yeah. I'll put that one in for Martin Kellner. That's good, yeah. Yep. And uh, Andy Gray has got engaged. Not that one, Martin. Oh, okay. no, it's uh, it's uh, the Honourable. No, yes, no, he isn't. He's marrying an Honourable. Um, Andy Gray, only son of Mr. and Mrs. John Gray of Sydney, Australia, is marrying Daisy, the only daughter of the Lord Bell. Of Belgravia, London, and Virginia. Fancy being of three places. That's how posh he is. Wow. <laughs> I quite like that. Yeah. He probably doesn't wear a seatbelt. Oh, no, that, 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 <laughs> that will make. It's true. The producer points out that when they get married, she'll be Daisy Gray. <laughs> That's very true. One all record and Sir Bobby Charlton. <laughs> of course, one of, one of our favourite talk sport <laughs> we'll clips. Give, we'll give her a Can't job. be. We'll find it. We'll find it oh, for you. Talking of the producer. news reading classic. We, we have to bring him in. Who's this? The producer. Yeah, come on then. Come uh, because we've got some really, work for the producer. He was he was very, honestly, he was so excited this morning because I said to him, oh, we've got to get somebody on from Torquay because Torquay United cannot have a civic reception after lifting the National League South title as it's too near the council elections. And he said to me, has that made the daily national daily paper? Yeah, the said, daily yes. national daily. National yeah, that's daily. how daily is. <laughs> so uh, Joan Cardigan, our producer, has joined us. <laughs> yes. uh, John, you are a Torquay United fan, I think we may have got the mm. subtext of that on the show. By it's the been fact mentioned. We have to have a talky <laughs> guest every Ooh, 20 very minutes. Deep in here, John. Yeah, Much deeper than you normally do. <laughs> but, um, so, this does seem odd because they say it's too political, is that right? To have a civic reception so close to the uh, local council elections. Well, so I hear. I, I read it on the Herald Express website this okay. morning. Well, the I, local I never, paper. I, I normally never I thought, miss. I thought that would <laughs> probably be the end of it. Is that the Devon Herald and Express? Or? Well, it is. Yeah, it's. Not, I thought that would probably be the last I heard of it. To <laughs> yeah. be honest. And then I it's, mentioned. Uh, it. It's fairly ridiculous. Um, Are you bothered? Not really. Really? Wouldn't you no. have loved the old open top bus? Well, and I, th- I still think they them? can have an open top bus parade. They've just sort of forgotten about that. Because oh, right. uh, it's been so long since we won anything. <laughs> well, it's the first um, thing this you've, is it's the, the first uh, title you've ever won. The first league title you've ever we've won. We've never won. We've had to buy a trophy cabinet, especially because <laughs> we've we've never won a single trophy. Right. Um, but well, yeah, look, we the big headline I've got on I Devon can't believe Live. All the members of management have come in to see. This is a relevant story. Management. Yeah, look, We're talking about this is a talking United not having a civic reception. The, it's made the national papers. Well, yeah. You don't need to panic. You don't have to pay him more. It hasn't. It hasn't because uh, number one story on Devon Live is <laughs> Torquay Harbour. No, you do have to pay I'm me charging more. For this one. Torquay Harbour invaded by monster jellyfish. Was it? That's big today on the website. A huge bird-eating snapping turtle found in Exeter. I don't know where that was. He doesn't like Exeter. Um, that's it, uh, really. A man arrested. No, I can't do that one. Blimey. What's he doing that? Dirty boy. And a mould-ridden flat. Just some of the big stories in uh, in Devon today. But you've, it seems you've been knocked off the well, front page. That's the point I'm trying to make. It's not It's not a story. Okay. Thank you, John. Thank you very much, John. Find Daisy Gray. Yeah, just go and get that Daisy Gray kit one all record and Sir Bobby Charles. This story fascinated me as well. That um, and a lot of newspaper stories originate like this with what I would say was one tweet. Oh yeah. So for example, like Sven becoming the Scotland manager. (laughs) Very much so. Yeah. McDonald's was urged to redesign its urged listen to redesign its McFlurry tubs after a pigeon trapped its head in one. Yeah, a bit unlucky for the pigeon. Yeah. The bird appeared unable to fly as it was photographed flapping about in a church. 
churchyard with obviously a McFlurry, sort of McFlurry hat. A little McFlurry hat on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he suited him. Uh, Rodri Lava. No, That's really. a funny name for a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> Tweeted McDonald's. Known oh. as Malt in the dressing room. <laughs> it's Lava, actually. I've seen it. Okay. Seen it. eyes aren't good. Tweeted McDonald's after his wife Nicola spotted it in Cheltenham. He's loving it, said. Consider a redesign. Which was well, just a sort of mildly amusing comment from yeah. one bloke to... You know, that's not... McDonald's haven't been urged to redesign. Well, you know... Well, they're not going to redesign their McFlurry. I would imagine... How many times has a pigeon had its head caught in a McFlurry pot? <laughs> they're, they're, it only takes one pigeon, especially called uh, Alan Lava, whatever it was called. But the, the pigeon's not called Alan oh, okay. Lava. The, but, you know, I imagine they machine up globally to yeah. make the lids for their McFlurries. And they're making yeah. trillions of these things. <laughs> One, I mean, look, I feel sorry the for the pigeon. Than the lid. And if I okay. do well to balance the lid on his head, <laughs> <laughs> and he wore the the tub as a sort of top hat. If I if I saw yeah. a bucket head of the pigeon world, <laughs> but if I saw a pigeon with a, a, a McFlurry bucket on its head, yeah. I, I think a bit like uh, Francis of Assisi. It wasn't him, was it? Who was it? Um, some who up the line took the thorn out. It doesn't matter. Oh, Androcles. Androcles. That's the boy. Yeah. Why Androcles? Uh, yeah. I'm I'd, not sure exactly. I'd, I'd go. I'd, I'd, no, Androcles. Is it? I'd, I'd go to him <laughs> and I'd take the bucket off his head in an act of humanity. That's much more likely. To so that's to all do. you really need to do. Just yeah. to approach the pigeon. How many was happening on a regular basis? If you went to Trafalgar Square and you saw like hundreds of pigeons, pigeons wearing McFlurry hats on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd say, well, climate, well that's, that's a great, they need to redesign this. That's a great photo op, isn't it? <laughs> it certainly yeah. is. Well, thanks for bringing us that, Andy. <laughs> I thought so, yeah. Um, so anyway, let's just bring you that. Go on, let's just chuck in an old clip. It was uh, uh, one of the newsreaders, Daisy Gray, uh, <laughs> oh, um, okay. got slightly lost <laughs> when she was reading out a sports story. <laughs> Manchester City surrendered a two-goal lead to draw 2-0 with Tottenham in the Premier League's late game. It means they're now nine points behind leaders Chelsea, who play tomorrow. Earlier, Wayne Rooney became the best one-all record and to Bobby Charlton. That's the latest. I'm Daisy Gray. <laughs> it's brilliant. Fantastic. The other reason I like that clip is Chelsea are top of the table, wouldn't it? You keep <laughs> playing it. I can imagine it's now. Wouldn't it be great, though, if Wayne Rooney, they guess a kind of an evening with and he looks back on his career and he'd say, Wayne, what would you say is your favourite moment? He'd go, him. And then he'd say, it was that moment when I uh, became a one-all record and Sir Bobby Charlton. Who can possibly forget? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Little bit of Prince, we play that uh, because in our next guest book, uh, that is uh, music to make burgers to. Uh, he is a DJ and uh, he is a cook as well. He's written the burger book. And uh, Christian Stevenson joins us in the studio. Good to see you. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. All the pictures we have seen of you, Christian, you're a man with long hair and a big, full beard. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you've, you've, you've come into quite clean shaven, a clean-cut look you've gone for. Well, you know, I, I did uh, grow the hair out for uh, Tom Petty. You know, I got to see him right before he passed away, yeah. you know, with Stevie Nicks at Hyde Park. So I thought I'd grow, grow my hair out in honor of Tom Petty. I'm a big fan. Uh, also Jackson Brown. And then uh, also my girlfriend likes short hair, so I got it all cut. So you've got it all cut. <laughs> and how are you feeling today? Naked, I would imagine. This must feel a bit weird all I, of a sudden. I had my first uh, beard trim done by a professional. I don't know why I've never done it. Now I'll never look back, apart from the fact that no, it does it looks, cost it looks, double. It looks yeah. good. You guys are too nice, man. Hopefully you're being charitable and not blind. No, no. no. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, as soon as you open the book, the first thing you see is music. It references Correct. to tracks. What, what's that exactly? Well, we, we, we do festivals, and... I've always DJed and I've always cooked barbecue. And in, but in 2012, I decided to put them both together. So mm-hmm. we try to create a catertainment experience. So I DJ, I've got a couple of DJs, uh, Get Down, Johnny Boots, and we all spin tunes. We have our own stage because our crew likes to have a good time. So we'll we'll play the theme song from Armageddon, you know. We'll uh, play some funk, some soul. And the quickest way to someone's heart is through their stomach and their ears. Wow. And so we try to cater-tame. We play good food. We sorry, play good music. We, we serve good food. And uh, good food, good times, and uh, that's it. You focused on the burgers here. And there's some, it's a very, <laughs> some lovely inventive ones. Mm. Uh, well, yeah, you've, I'll take these ones you've kind of built up over the years of experimenting. Well, a couple of them are from my mama. There's the gravy, mama's gravy boat burger. Mama oh, would like do the, one. she would do these big vats of gravy and throw in these kind of burgers or Salisbury steaks in there. And then I kind of made it into an open face sandwich, which you get at truck stops in America. So yeah. two buns or chipotle buns, mashed potatoes on that. You put the burger on top and then drizzle the gravy on, gravy on top of that. It's just like a good kind of comfort food. And when, when you, I was going to say a grilling, what's your, your barbecue tips you, you put in here? I take it you're always on coals. You're not gas, are you? No, I mean, you know, I started on gas, but mm. once I discovered there's better flavor with coals and a better heat, that I went to charcoal. Okay, right. Fair enough. That's absolutely true. And always set up your grill for like half and half technique. Everybody's yeah. kind of it covers yeah. the bottom of the grill with loads of coals, but you give yourself no safe yeah. zones. If you get the flare-ups or any kind of fats kind of coming up, you, you need a place, you need a groove-proof zone. Yeah, yeah. resting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a great, it's a, a great system. That's I, a good I, tip, yeah, actually. Really, I mean, really, really you not, do you not do that anyway? Well, somebody showed that to me, and I thought, well, of course. No wonder all my food was on fire for you, about five I years. I the edge of the barbecue, but yeah, that's a much better method. Yeah. What I was pleased to see, because this is something that I think a lot of people don't do. I remember Heston Blumenthal doing an investigation into the burger. What was the perfect burger? And he started to do all these different cuts of meat. Sure. Because most people here will just go to the supermarket, buy some mints. Yeah. It's there. And they sort of put it into a ball, flatten it, and stick it on the barbecue. Correct. Whereas you, a bit like Heston, have analyzed the different types of meat that people need to buy and then mix up together. I know it's elaborate, but that's kind of the best way to get well, a really steaky, juicy meat. Yeah, burger. I mean, there's all there's different flavors, you know, from different parts of, of, of the cow. And, you know, we try to show you how to do the best. But the one thing to do when you go to a supermarket is just don't buy the 5% lean because there's no, there's no fat in there and fat is flavor. Yeah. You know, you want to go minimal. Mm. 20%. And then it's funny, everybody always goes for the leaner meat. I'm like, no, 
I don't want a dry burger. I want I want it dripping. I want you know I want <laughs> to need a, a you know a plethora of, of napkins. You know. So it's all about a juicy, juicy burger. So you want that fat, maybe add some bone marrow or some suet in there to get to get some extra juice. I bet some of the vegans out there are sort of chutting uh, <laughs> away. But, yeah, that's um, true. Well, but you've got to look after them. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, there yeah. was an interesting program on on veganism this week on telly. And yeah. they basically have they've come up with this burger in America that is made from plant. And the presenter took it to... A, a beef farm in Texas, yeah. and he cooked them all these vegan burgers, and they're all going, "This is delicious! It's wonderful." And then no meat in it. No meat in it. Oh, the so Impossible Burger could be, yeah, 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 could be the future for people who, who don't like meat. There we go. I mean, I've, I've, I think with all my books, we, um, I write these books with a guy called Chris Taylor, and he's the guy behind the scenes on Master Chef and Great British Menu. So he's like the Oracle. If the Oracle and the architect in the Matrix had a love child, that'd be T Bone. So he knows <laughs> it all. And we do about, I think, one fourth vegetarian recipes. But it's weird. Half the recipes that people copy from the book. And, set and post on social are the vegetarian ones. So I think, you know, there is a big movement for the vegan plant-based diet and we should be eating less meat, but um, I do love my meat, yeah. you know, but yeah. I just try to say source your meat responsibly. You've done a kind of steak tatar version here <laughs> as well of a burger, which is which is, is quite interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah, and we, the breakfast burger. I like the look of that. Mm, yeah, we get, get ready to blow up the Death Star burger. That's one of my favorites because <laughs> yeah, <they>, <laughs> you don't see them eating on Star Wars. I think there's one point where you got you know um, Yoda going through uh, Luke Skywalker's bag when they're you know he's getting trained to be a Jedi and he's eating yeah. one of his power bars, but you never see them eating. So that that book that burger was dedicated to Luke as he took out the Death the Death yeah. Star. Where do you stand on uh, food as a challenge? Burgers as a challenge. Our old mate uh, uh, Adam Richmond will pop in and see us when he's in the UK. And of course, he did Man versus yeah. Food. And um, I mean, where do you stand up on that? The burger that if you finish it, you get a certificate. And uh, where you drifting in and out of consciousness? It I, doesn't I, feel right. No, does it? it doesn't. I, I don't like the gluttonous side of that. <laughs> no. I mean, it's it's fun every now and then, but I, I enjoyed the show because I just wanted to see what people were eating. Yeah. I, I don't need to see someone eat uh, a 12 pound you know breakfast omelet <laughs> and, you know when they when they lay all those eggs out it's like a th it's like a throw throw it's like a doormat yeah and uh, with a pound of hash brown so but you know he 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 did lose a lot of weight after that show he did yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, had yeah, that's what he had to he had to omelets you've got one here for the cheeseburger omelet which is exactly what it says it's a burger inside an omelet that was my uh my my middle son noah uh just said dad can you Make me a cheeseburger omelet. I'm like, well, I've never done one before, but I'm going to, because I have a YouTube channel right. with about 350 videos. It's all free, you know. So if you don't want to buy the book, just go on there and you'll see most of my recipes. <laughs> Where I would take slight issue with you is, oh, yes. uh oh, uh oh. No, no, it's a lovely book. But, you know, for example, the fish and chips burger. Yeah. I would say that's basically a fish and chips sandwich. Correct. Same with the steak sandwich. A burger surely has to be a patty. Yeah, I mean, I just think we just, we, you know, you're right. That's the classic cheeseburger, but we want to have some fun. And that recipe was inspired by going out and getting fish and chips the night before. Next morning on my or next day at lunch, hey, I got leftover fish and chips. I'll put it all into a bun. But you know that way you actually get a full <laughs> recipe for fish and chips, mushy peas, a fresh tartar sauce, and a really good you know t you know batter to do fish and chips. Yeah. So it gave us an excuse to kind of do way more than just your normal burgers. You've, you've also looked at the bun, the perfect burger bun. You've make you've made your own buns, haven't you? Well, the guy. So I teamed up with a guy called David Wright. Uh, he was Baker of the Year in 2017. Mm -hmm. And um, I said, dude, can you write? Because he does our festival burger buns. Yeah. I go, can I sit with you and write uh, and write the, the ultimate recipe? So, And David and I are trying to turn his grandparents' um, 
bakery into a, a burger restaurant, burger and pizzas. That's what we're working on right now. Wow. You, oh, nice you mentioned your mama's uh, burger. It really does look sensational. <laughs> mama's gravy burger. This is basically a burger on top of some mashed potato with gravy and then the burger bun underneath. Yeah. And then just drizzled. Because you, you, I think what I like about England is every you guys love your sauces. You love yeah. your gravies, you know. And mm. um, I mean, that one, just the, a lot of my friends up north are like, that That just, that would sit well on a, you know, on a northern uh, dinner table. Well, that's good with the chips, too. Where, where are you from <laughs> in the States originally? I'm from Maryland. Oh, okay, so, right. Yeah, East yeah. Coast. Daddy's from uh, Iowa. My mama's from the south, Virginia Beach. Yeah. And I grew up on the Mason-Dixon line. So right. I got a lot of, a bit of north, a bit of south in me. And my barbecue comes from the East Coast. It comes, a lot of it's uh, derived from Carolina. Okay. So we did a book last year called Fire Food, and a lot of my barbecue comes from that region. But I've yeah. been walking the earth for a while. So People are very territorial. We had a friend who <laughs> used to work with us from Memphis, and uh, mm. we went and saw her that you're very territorial about the not just which cities in that part of the world have the best barbecue, but oh, gosh, which yeah. restaurants there. And, you know, you go to one, but you don't go to the other one because that one's the best. It's kind of a big deal, isn't it? Really? But it, it is, I think, for the for the people that, that do that kind of um, eating. But all the pit masters, they're all friends. You know, it's a, it's a camaraderie, you know. Yeah. It's a crew, um, but it is. I mean, you go in Carolina. There's like you know, there's mustard base, there's vinegar base, and you go to the Piedmont region, and you know, people like to order a thing called outside brown, mm. which is which is the burnt ends of the pork shoulder oh, yeah. world. Burnt ends, lovely. Yeah, I'm a big fan. <laughs> I'm starving now. Burnt I'm ends. Sorry, you play, you play for Germany. So you do love your sport. You like you used to coach a bit of soccer. We understand. I did coach soccer, and um, right now, me and the kids are watching because uh, I'm a single, uh, full time parent at home. Right. And we're watching the the basketball playoffs. Oh, okay. So we yeah, got yeah. to watch uh, Damon Lillard nail the the deep three with point uh, one seconds left on the clock. So we're big basketball fans. Um, but I also grew up playing soccer. Okay, Golden State getting a bit of a workout this time, aren't they? Well, being, it, they've been pushed all the way. It's aren't good they? to see. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. we we like watching yeah. Golden State, but I also kind of want to see someone else have a shot. Yeah. Um. And uh, Oklahoma went down recently, and that kind of upset my oldest son because he's a. He's a Westbrook fan. But Lillard, you know, put, put 50 points. You know, they say it was the best buzzer beater in the history of the playoffs. Fantastic. It was exciting. The, yeah. They're showing it on Sky, which you must like. And yeah. uh, but are you watching, are you recording them, watching the next day? Because the time's difficult. It is, it? yeah. So I've got the, the NBA pass. <laughs> yeah, so we yeah. just, but the problem is trying to make sure no one watches anything on so on social media. Yeah, find you out must the score. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's the difficult <laughs> thing. Well, the, the book is a lot of fun. That's the thing that really comes across. Mm. There's a real kind of joy to it and, and all the recipes. So, we wish you well with it. Thanks. And, uh, Thanks for having me yeah, on the show. I appreciate pleasure. it. Yeah. So it's called The Burger Book. It really is a cracker. Um, and uh, you can uh, pick it up now. It's published by quadrill.com. You can find all the information there. And as we said, uh, lots of recipes, lots of things to try over the summer. Uh, good to see you, Christian. Thanks for coming in. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. There we are. Um, yeah. We're done. We return tomorrow. Alan Stubbs will be here, formerly of Everton, of course. Good. Um, Motti's back. We'll have the clips of the week. Martin Kellner. I'm sure Martin Kellner will have his say on Roy Keane and his uh, appearance on Sky. Yeah, I'm going to, with Mossy tomorrow, I'm going to go through the games that are left. We're going to, to predict them, so how it's all going to finish the top two and the race for the top four. Oh, okay, good. You might so not want to do it. But he I'm might, he might refuse. Well, producer's just dropped his phone. Um, we'll catch up with you tomorrow <laughs> from one. Thanks for downloading us. <laughs> Leave that in. John saying massively clumsy. <laughs> 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.